Welcome to Kai Hutchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, and collectors are encouraged to join live events, to share, to inspire each other, and ultimately to create better art and awesome tattoos together. We're not sure where you're watching. You might be finding us on uh, YouTube or Facebook, Instagram, or the podcast places, or on the app. But I want to let you know, the best place to find the Reinventing the Tattoo live schedule and inspirational library is in one of the app stores. So pick your poison, head on over to, to Google Play or to the Apple App Store, do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo and give it a download. Uh, please leave your kind words in the review section. We love constructive criticism. You can send that to us directly at management at reinventingthetattoo.com. You could also skip the app stores directly and go straight to community.reinventingthetattoo.com to sign up. And then only your ISP will be selling out your information and not Apple and Google. We do have brand new YouTube channels and podcasts, so please do a search on YouTube and for Reinventing the Tattoo or the podcast store and give those a follow and share with your friends because they are brand new channels and need some love. Regular Reinventing the Tattoo events include a Sunday at 1 o'clock Reinventing Drawing Group with Jason Lesser. Monday mornings at 9 a.m., this is all Eastern Time, is a Reinventing Drawing Group with Jake Meeks from the Fireside Tattoo Network. On noon on Mondays, we have Let's Talk Tattoo with Mark Lascarbo from Needle Jig Tattoo Supply, and he dives into also artist interviews, but gets really into the nitty-gritty of some of the technical things about engineering and, and tattoo equipment. Every Monday at 9 o'clock at night is Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Canon subscribers exercise, so you pay a couple bucks, it's less than a dollar a day, and you have access not only to Guy Aitchison's uh, decades of experience that he has, well first he wrote it in a, into a three-ring binder, and then a book, and then a book in DVDs, and then an online version, and now it's a full comprehensive online course with live exercises where everyone draws from an exercise from the Canon, and then Guy has the opportunity to critique you directly, and uh, if you no guy, that's uh, an amazing experience, an opportunity that it's amazing that all tattooers are not taking up. Anyways, check out courses.reinventingthetattoo.com to sign up for the Reinventing Canon and join Guy and, and the Reinventing crew, the heart of the Reinventing crew, on Mondays at 9 o'clock. Let's see what else we've got. Uh, often Tuesday afternoons are special programming. We had an archaeologist on, a chemist on, and uh, as well as some illustrators that are have in-depth knowledge of art history and whatnot. So Tuesdays we have regular events. On Wednesdays we do the Tattoo Now show and, and sponsor highlights. On Thursdays at noon we have the Tattoo Collecting Podcast. But frankly, just you have to download the app. You have to go to the event section and check it out. There are so many awesome things happening. It's a little out of control. Uh, some real-world events that we are starting to plan October 3 to the 6th is the Paradise BYOB, Bring Your Own Brain. We don't know what we can do, but we're doing something, and it will be very small, and it'll be in October, and it's relatively informal, uh, kind of like one of those old-school parties. We might not even advertise it, uh, but you don't have to come because you can beam in. Then on uh, Brussels, we're going to the Brussels show November uh, 12th to the 14th. You know, there's a trade show happening on November 10th to the 11th. That's two days before this Brussels convention, so... Yeah, if you're vaccinated and feeling uh, relatively adventurous, uh, it feels like that might actually happen, which is great. Okay, so that's November 12th to the 14th. Let's see, we always want to thank our sponsors, Loose Screw Tattoo. They are pretty much always hiring awesome people because they're a wicked busy shop. So if you are doing great black and gray and color, you want to learn, you want to be part of an awesome team led by Jesse Smith, who's uh, not just a one-trick pony on TV, but he's an amazing visionary. He's a great entrepreneur. And the team that he's assembled is pretty sick. You're going to learn from amazing tattooers. 
check this health dental paid vacation he's got the works if you want a real job and to raise a family and buy a house and shit uh, loose screw tattoo richmond virginia check it out loose screw tattoo.com click the join our team button and then uh, let them know that you found out about them on reinventing the tattoo uh, rawpigments.co is a company that's creating inks out of California, and I believe they are tapping straight into the source of where the pigments are coming from. And they are acrylic-free, they are all vegan. You can check out more of their story at rawpigments.co. And uh, actually, we have, depending on when you're listening to this, we have free samples. So if you check out the Equinox replay, the on-demand Equinox replay, which is amazing, it's Andrew Jones doing visuals, Aja Lu doing a live instrumental soundtrack. If you go to reinventingthetattoo.com slash equinox, you could sign up for the replay. And then on that watch page, you'll find a, a form that you could fill out and give us your address and we'll send you some samples. Uh, also, Cheyenne Tattoo Equipment was kind enough to, uh, to pack some of these bags up with, with awesome uh, uh, cartridges and uh, backpacks and lanyards and all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, so check that out. That's uh, uh, samples from Raw Pigments and Cheyenne. And then lastly, but certainly not leastly, we've got inkjetstencils.com. You could print your tattoo stencils straight from your uh, mobile device or your computer. Saves you time, saves your hands, or saves your apprentice's hands. And there are uh, free webinars to explain the process on the reinventing community, or you can go to inkjetstencils.com. Uh, also check out Andre Malcolm either on Instagram or inside of the Reinvented community because he has an awesome explanation on how to print out full back piece, back pieces and shit. It's amazing. Okay, last up before we get to our show, and I also want to shout out to our affiliates. The Fireside Tattoo Network has an amazing YouTube channel and podcast store. We've got The Apprentice Diaries by Amy. Uh, check that out also in the podcast store and in YouTube. She interviews all sorts of apprentices and mentors, not only in tattooing, based in tattooing, but... Uh, also, glass blowers and, and all sorts of other types of crafts that require apprenticeships and mentors. And lastly, but uh, eco-friendly tattoo supplies com has links to eco-friendly tattoo supplies. And if you sell or buy supplies that are not listed there, then let me know. Management at reinventingthetattoo.com and we will be happy to list it. Okay, thank you for putting up with me for a little bit, but this is what makes these this programming free. And now we get to listen to the great interview with Alex Van Dutch. Okay, thank you, Gabe, for the introduction. So this is a new project called the uh, History of Tattoo Conventions. And uh, the idea here is to explore uh, the story and the history of the tattoo conventions with the organizers themselves. Uh, I've always been um, very interested about um, the motivation of why organizers would do certain kind of conventions. And I always thought that it would be interesting to explore the events from their perspective. So today we have our first guest, which is Kim, the organizer of the Brussels Tattoo Convention, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the uh, uh, most reputable tattoo conventions in Europe, which has been going on for, correct me if I'm wrong, but today, this year was supposed to be the 10th year, right, Kim? Yeah, I think it's 10 or 11 even. Mm-hmm. The 11th remember. year, all right, okay. Time flies. So, <laughs> time flies, exactly. I think, I'm sorry, guys, I have to, okay, there you go. Okay, so, um, yeah, I have a few questions for you. And uh, what I wanted to know first, it's um, what can you tell us about yourself? I mean, who are you? 
as a person <laughs> and as an organizer. Okay. Uh, well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a tattoo artist. Uh, well, I'm creative, and I've been working with art uh, since years. Uh, I'm Dutch originally. Uh, I've been uh, long mates with uh, Henk Schiefmacher from Amsterdam. Uh, he printed a lot of artwork from him, so that was my entrance a bit in the tattoo scene. Uh, well, since I'm not tattooing myself, I left it with that. And uh, since I'm half Indonesian, my family lives in Bali, and I've met a few artists there. And they mentioned the trip to Borneo. And I think it was in 1995, 96. So we made a trip to Borneo. And there I got to know some like tribes and stuff like that. They did the hand, uh, hand, hand poke, yeah, hand, hand tapping uh, tattoos. So that's where I got my first uh, hand tap tattoo. And uh, yeah, it was super, super nice. Well, painful too. <laughs> but, and it was a bit weird, you know, without any uh, anesthetics and stuff like this, uh, hygienical stuff. How about protections and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was nice. I think I was How about 20, any gloves? Yeah, nothing, man. I think I was 20. <laughs> 21, 22, and uh, but from there I was like really uh, so interesting in in how the tattoo exists and evolved in from because I only knew about the machines. Uh, so from there on, I started to follow more the tattoo scene and right. to to visit conventions. And uh, well, I mean, you've been lucky to start uh, getting tattooed in uh, well one of the historical places for for tattooing at least in Southeast Asia. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that's that's a pretty good experience. And from there, the step of, you know, being interested in tattooing, which I have a little bit of the same story. I'm not a tattoo yeah. artist, but I've always been in tattooing. Um, mm -hmm. How did you go from being interested in tattooing to become a convention organizer? Uh, well, I was a screen printer for a lot of famous artists, uh, like like the Dutch artists like Herman Brood and I made a lot of work for Herman Schiefmacher. So I stopped the job and then I went to work in a factory. And then I saw so many people wearing tattoos. I was like, wow, man, what's this? So I started to talk with these guys and uh, um, see all the different types of tattooing, the good ones and the bad ones, because my artistic background, I could see the level of the good tattoo or not so so then i thought to the colleague like listen man uh, how about the tattoo show like can you imagine that you go somewhere and you get tattooed by a guy from australia and and then and then from there it started and it took shape in my mind and then i started to to dream about it and to think about wow maybe we should really do this man uh so that was uh, i think the the basic idea and the start from the first show. Which was back in 2010, um, am I correct? 2010, yeah. I rented a okay. small venue area in the Tour and Taxis. Right. And, uh, and I invited a lot of people from, uh, from international levels. Because before I did the show, I already was into searching the good artists. And I had a lot of uh, conventions where uh were that were a big example for me so yes 
Many and at that time, did you already go to any tattoo conventions before? Uh, before organizing one? Before organizing, I did, I think, three or something. Oh, wow. And I, th wow. I, I, I think the London one was the most, uh, most important one for me. Uh, Probably for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. And I think I went to the first show in Paris before Tintin did it. Uh, okay. It was, it was like in a circus uh, area. It was really nice. And uh, yeah, I think I went from there. And then uh, I, I followed mainly also the United States conventions, like the Ink and Iron, I really liked. Yeah, you, you know, mentioned that. So yeah. this, I mean, I, I remember being at your show, at your really first show then in 2010. And I was mm -hmm. impressed by the professional level of the show already at the time. Yeah, so yeah. It, it kind of blows my mind that you only had to be, in, you know, been to only a few shows, you yeah, know, before yeah. setting up something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and in Belgium at that time there were not many shows going on, right? If I'm not wrong, uh, there was something, no. something in Antwerpen. Just yeah, I think he, I think uh, Ian from uh, Lucky Seven Supplies he did the, the Tattoo Sunday or something in Brugge. Yeah, Brugge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been yeah, there too. Yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. did. He did. The, he did one of the first ones I I remember. And yeah. then it was uh, one in Antwerp. Then me. I think that's it. East Flanders had something also. East Flanders, yes, that's another yeah. show. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that's that was the first one. Yeah, so the first biggest one in the capital normally because that was like twenty years ago that there was a tattoo show in Brussels, really, really long ago. So wow. uh, in two thousand ten, it was the first time again to do the to do the show there. Yeah, and it was a nice success. I really, really good move. It. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, yeah, like yeah. you've been doing it in the snow for for ten years, and uh, mm -hmm. how did it evolve over time? You know, uh, what, are, what are the biggest changes? Uh, you think? Yeah, uh, the biggest change is that we grew a lot from the first venue that we had, because now we have all four. Um, the biggest. Change. So you have the entire well, um, convention center, or two or yeah, three? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we we take everything for the weekend. Uh, this is the main change. Uh, I think from the start, I already put a lot of effort and money and research in the entertainment. So this changed, of course, in the quality and the and the professionality of the acts. How uh, important is for you the entertainment component in uh, in tattoo shows in general? Um, I think it's very important. This uh, for me. That's why when I did the the shows, the visiting the shows. Uh, for me, it was like you you can go there to get a tattoo, but after an hour, it's like okay, if you're not there to get a tattoo, you still pay the same entrance as the person who gets tattooed. But but there's nothing like what keeps you there, you know. So what else do you me, do? Yeah, yeah. For me, this was important because I think if you get a tattoo, maybe your wife is coming or your or or other way around. So you want to hang around when you guys getting a tattoo or your wife. So it's important also to have something to spend the time with, you know, if you're, if you're visiting the show, like watching the bikes, the cars, I don't know, yes. airbrush show or something. And, and by the way, you uh, mentioned the, the bikes and the cars, you know, and uh, I remember that pretty clearly as well. It was, it was pretty much as a real tattoo lifestyle show where you had all the mm -hmm. elements, um, which, which you use for, for something that, for what you did. And, and how, uh, 
what was your first vision about that? I mean, if you've only been to a few conventions, you know, which mm -hmm. one was the convention or what was the element that inspired you the most yeah, to do I what you that, did and then grow it over time? I think the ink and iron in the United States was a big, big, uh, yeah, was a big example of how I wanted to do the show. The only thing what I couldn't do is, is combine the indoor and the outdoor like they do, you know, they've got the boat and then the yes. outdoor setup with the car. <laughs> But it's Miami, you know that. I mean, the weather is really nice. Yes. Uh, so my yeah, show was in the winter. I, yeah. So I then I took the show inside. So I'm, I I think the first four editions we put a lot of sand on the on the floor, and then we put the surfboards and the hot rods and the car we put on the sand. Remember? And, yes. Uh, yeah. We made like a tiki beach and stuff like that to create a bit of the same uh, uh, vibe. Uh, so yeah, this was even though you are indoor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was <laughs> indoor my, my, in the winter my, in Brussels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cold, man. Wow, it's cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this is the type of style that I like in a show. You know, I know uh, the show is mainly about tattooing. Yes. But it's also nice if you bring really nice cars. You know, people love their cars. They, they polish it every day. They worked on this car like many years. So for them, it's also really, really nice to show this car to like uh, twenty-five thousand people. You know. Yeah, also, which is um, yeah. a very, a very decent amount of people, a very yeah, good amount of people yeah, for a convention. Yeah, yeah. And from yeah. there, you branched out also to other conventions, if I'm not wrong, right? You also made some other uh, shows mm -hmm. in Belgium. Yeah, yeah, we did a Summer Inc., but long ago. Yes. And, All right. uh, yeah, we did it five times or six times. I think it was in the south. And then we did Urban Inc. also. It was in the north. Yes, I remember, yeah. Yeah, it was more about uh, graffiti, skateboarding, and uh, like the youngster type of show. Uh, and then I had Brussels. Uh, but they took a lot of time in my private life. Right. So, yeah. And you're already my quite family. busy in your private life, right? Yeah, so my family said, come on, man, if you... If you how can you do this, man? So made me focus on Brussels and then and, and leave those other two. Build out okay, Brussels so you to a bigger. Yeah. You stick to one show now? Yeah. Only yeah. to the Brussels well, to do show? Yeah, yeah, it's better. Yeah. I can bring myself more down with everything I have in my mind, like fine-tune everything, because every show I do, I still see some mistakes and things I can I can make better, you know? It's like Every time what would you like to do? What is what is your ideal vision of you know uh, of your mm. show that you really would like to take to put in place? Uh, I think we're going quite well now. Uh, the things I would like to do and still I would like to do is to get more seminars. Mm. Okay, we did it in the, That's we did it in the past. Yeah, we did it in the past, but it was it was difficult because you have to. Uh, make sure the artists that attend the seminar are there on Thursday evening or if they have the sh seminar during the show and it's a good artist, he has to choose to follow the seminar or to talk to the clients. So, yes. so it's like a, like a balance you have to find between the, the seminar. So I think it's good to do this uh, in the future, but try to make it more professional and um, this is what I would like to do because I did it in the past with a lot of problems, but it, but we finally did it. Uh, but I think it's a nice part from the tattoo convention too, you know, because we have so many international artists. I think so. Uh, yeah, there is yeah. always a lot of people to learn from, especially yeah, your show. 
Yeah, because I, when, when we go to the bar and the after party, I see artists um, talking all the night like, oh, how you do this, how you do the lighting. And the, uh, so, you know, this is, uh, this is uh, the proof that it's good to do the seminar. So and, you, you got them in place for next year? Your next show is confirmed for next year, right? Yeah, as, yeah, yeah, yeah. as we know now, you know, despite the pandemic and everything else, for now it's still yeah. confirmed, right? It's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna do the seminar, but the thing is, I'm gonna do the seminars for free, and I don't know if it's nice for the other conventions, but this is this was my idea last oh, year. That's an with, interesting uh, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's nice. I ha I had some uh, talks with some uh, artists and uh, some some like pro teams. What they got now uh, right. that I want to do the seminar, and I'm gonna give the fee to the artist, and then I, and maybe 12 or 15 artists then can join the class for free you know and how many how many of those seminars you plan to do well on the show that we had in may i wanted to do two or three okay uh, but the one in november i want to do three two maybe every day one like friday saturday and sunday okay so every day um, one one free seminar including yeah, the yeah. show basically yeah 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 and That's i think i'm gonna do it yeah i'm gonna do it in the first two hours of the beginning of the show you know, yeah. so it's going to be in the morning, so the artists can book their appointments from 12 and on. So okay. they don't miss Sounds the whole good. day. Yeah, because if I do it in the night, they're going to drink, and I don't know. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. uh, a nasty question. Um, oh. How do you select your artists for your shows? Because as far <laughs> as I've seen, the level is very high. Uh, what's your methodology to... Uh, to get the right artists at your show? Yeah, I don't know. I, I look a lot on the internet. <coughs> I really, really search myself a lot. Uh, and I prefer to do it online because on right. the convention, I don't, well, what I, because when I did the show, I visit a lot of conventions uh, to learn about the things. And then after five years, when I did the show, I said, I said to myself, it's not a good time to, to disturb artists about my questions and stuff during another show you know because they're busy and uh, it's not nice for the client too to disturb the artist so that's why i decided to, to put myself on the background and don't visit a lot of shows anymore just okay. uh, google and, and find and instagram and the russian VK websites and yes uh, and this do, do you necessarily my... need sorry no do you necessarily need to be a famous artist to come out of your shore or or you could uh, be a rather new artist not no, famous no, yet but you know oh that that's i think that's the power too from the beginning of my years i i had a lot of famous artists and i'm really happy that they they come and they still and they still uh, coming to my show but also i i want to give young artists the 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 first step to to see how the convention is and to see the first step to the world you know because Right. Uh, now we have so many artists that are really talented, but so young or, or so from, from in a corner in the world, you don't even know where to reach them. Uh, but because of the internet and Instagram, sometimes I see guys like, wow, he's only talking for a year and he's amazing, you know? Uh, and this is what I really think it's our duty too to show the people like, wow, this is, this is even possible for you. If you are talented in drawing, you can see what the this guy is doing. After. Yes, it's after. It's after two years, this guy is, is blowing people's minds with the creativity. If it's my style, that's not important. But the technique and the talent this guy has, is, for me, it's, 
the thing that I want to show on my show. I you think know, that's because... a very good information for a lot of young artists, you know, which uh, they, they, I know they're always looking to go to the, to the best conventions, mm -hmm. but a lot of them, oh, you know, uh, it's probably going to be very hard because I only see famous names, you know, mm -hmm. but it's good that, you know, you can say, hey, you know, we mm -hmm. only, we also take young talents, you know, as long as they really have something to, to prove at the end of the day, right? Yeah, yeah, and, because uh, this is what I do. I check the backgrounds, you know, you can send me like, this is my Instagram, but... I, I'm, I'm, I'm filtering them because I get so many requests. I, I want to see the, you know, the quality of the work is going up or it's something offering plus to my show because you have so many black and grays, you've got so many lettering, there's so many colors. Yeah, it's like yeah. you have to draw a certain line, you know? So you go really much with your own taste to, you know, <laughs> to select yeah. the artist. Yeah. <laughs> At the yeah. end of the yeah. day, yeah. right, it comes down to that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 I think that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, so whatever one is famous or not, or at the end, like, hey, this is what I like to have on my show, and that's it. Yeah, Pretty well, the, I like the famous guys, you know, that the, the, without them, the shows were not in existence any, 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 anyway. So, mm -hmm. and for me, it's nice to get guys from the United States or from Australia or for whether or Germany. If they're famous and they want to come to the show, they're super, super welcome, you know, but... Uh, Is anyone in particular you would like to have on your show? Uh, uh, well, Philippe Leu wasn't on my show yet. <laughs> Mathieu oh, was no, there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, okay. So Philippe but, uh, no, I had this. I, I had the son from, um, uh, from the Japanese families. Wow, I had so many Body people Yoshi. already. Huh? Yeah, his son came. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, Stefano Alcantara was there, so Stefano Alcantara, nice. Yeah, he's a good artist too, man. Wow. Yeah. Derp didn't yeah, came yeah, yet, yeah. so Derp still yeah. uh, has to come with the uh, with his new wife, you know, married. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Two years yes. ago, Stefano. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, Derp, if you're watching this, you're welcome in yeah. Brussels. All right. Come over. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah there nice. you go, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next trip to and, Europe. Uh, yeah, and I'm coming to visit you in Vietnam, man. I want to see some Asian uh, tattoo artists. Uh, you should. There is a lot. There is a lot of very yeah. good artists here, yeah. and uh, and and very good shows as well. I mean, you know, yeah. considering the uh, the environment, the situation here. But it's still, actually, there is a show in uh, in a couple of uh, weeks from now. Actually, there are two in December, okay. and those are one, uh, some of the very few shows going on in the world, which I'm very happy about. That I can only do one of them. But okay, it's better than nothing. But yeah, the, the, the level of the artists here, it's really, really good. Uh, I yeah. personally tried to bring quite some artists in, uh, at least in Europe for the last couple of years. And um, yeah, they, they get a lot of very good feedback. You know, so I hope you can meet some of them when you come here. Yeah, <laughs> and, for sure. Uh, no, I would love to. Man. I love Asian food, so I'm already sold. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, next year, do you plan to do this like before your show next year or...? Yeah, I think if it's allowed to travel, why not, man? I'm like free. I'm working from my house. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim, one, one, one other question. It's, um, you know, you've been doing tattoo shows for 10 years. Uh, what's the hardest part of organizing a tattoo convention? Personal <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> the hardest part? Uh, to satisfy my mind. So that's the hardest Satisfy part. Satisfy your mind. Wow. Yeah. Okay. To walk well, around the show and to walk around the show and think everything is running smooth, you know, but it never happens. Did, did you get there yet? <laughs> no, so no, 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 no,
No, but for me, the most important thing is, is if I see the artist working and if I see the artist smiling, you know, then this is for me the biggest achievement, you know, because the show is for them. The show is not for me and for the people that are walking around my show. It's like the second thing, you know. So when I pass the the, uh, the lanes and I see the artist like, hey, Kim, and smiling and the, this is for me. I want to be here next year, you know, book yeah, me no, Yeah, this is nice, you know. And, and this is mainly, I, I think I can say this like for 95% on my show, the artists all work. And this is what I like, you know. That's a, that's awesome. a very good percentage. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, like the, at least in Europe and in the US, I mean, I think it's very important for the artists to really come and work at conventions. Mm -hmm. uh, but do you think that's the only, from the artist perspective, is this the only reason why the artist should come at, you know, tattoo conventions in general? Because for example, here in Asia, the most important part is the contest. You know, obviously mm -hmm. they want to work as well, but a contest is the really the most important part. Um, mm -hmm. What would you say is, is, is the most important one in Atrisa show? Well, I think for Come the on. European, yeah, I think for the European artist, I think it's important, uh, well, the contest, but also the context what you make and uh, the things that you learn from other artists on my show. And, and because it's Europe, you can travel freely around. Why not take the car and drive, I don't know, four or five hours to another place in Europe? And yeah. Just to be on the show. And for the, for the people out of Europe, I should say definitely to compare the, the atmosphere and to compare the level of uh, tattoo artists because it's another world, Asia and the United States. And I think it's good for the people out of Europe to see the convention and the and the, the vibe from tattoo conventions so because to I discover each other uh words yeah and also see the cities you know see the cities maybe do some guest spots in, in another big city because i know after my show the people go to amsterdam to do a guest spot there for a week or they fly to madrid and to go there or they stay in brussels in a guest spot because it's so they may go into another show a week after yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> in a, in a good days, so, I mean, there was there, there was yeah. several shows. Yeah. Every yeah, I think that will change next year. <laughs> yes, well, it has already changed. It's probably going to be a lot less next year. Um, yeah, we are. Well, what's what's your plan for 2021? How do you see it? Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I had planned the show in the in pre-summer in May, but I think it's not going to happen uh, because That's, I think in no, it's too early. I think they're going to vaccine Belgium in uh, the January, December. And uh, I think they're going to still um, put, the, put the lid on uh, big events. For yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah, but by, but by the time everybody has the vaccine, it'll probably, you know, take, I don't know, three to yeah. six months. I'm not a doctor, but yeah. Yeah. I don't see I'm how... I'm going to try. The November one will be there for sure. That's without a doubt. I okay. took one area less, so I'm going with three venues now because I don't want to go on the same scale like last you year. Want to I, be wanna, safe. I want to be in control if something happens, you know. So I think the shows what will be going to happen in 2021 will have like a rules list to follow, you know, like five square meters per person. I think this two, the 20, 2021 year will be still a year for all the shows to 
Yeah, I still do that. Yeah, 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 because it's it's not gonna be the same like like before. That's gonna be for Although sure. Although most likely you'll be pretty much able, I think, to get all the artists from Europe. I think it will be still probably problematic to get them from US or yeah, uh, or Asia, maybe. You know, it yeah, depends how uh, how fast the borders are gonna open. Yeah, um, in Europe. Well, the Asian guys I had normally already coming in November. Oh, okay, the so they already confirmed. The, yeah, they already confirmed. And uh, but the one in May, I think I'm going to cancel anyway, because of all the hassle and the gels and the distance and the the, the posters. Like, be careful, law, law. I think it's. Uh, I think it starts. You know, like I've seen a lot what happened in the last few months. You know, and I see yeah. uh, some conventions unfortunately uh, postponing over and over again multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think, think it's at good this too, point, yeah? mm-hmm. yes, on one on one hand, well, but I mean, on the other hand, I think that it really makes sense to start promoting once you know that you can really do a convention. Mm-hmm. You know, otherwise, I think it's also very confusing for artists. Like, hey, is this going to happen or not? You know, like yeah. Yeah. we we got a lot of uh, yeah, a lot of people contacting than us. You know, we we don't organize <laughs> the convention, but we promote them. It. Like, hey, is this going to happen? Like, well, yeah. as far it's as we know, point. yes, <laughs> but then it gets cancelled or postponed again, like yeah. a week later. You know, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 this sounds crazy, but I think we've been working harder this year, yeah. while we had almost no conventions than ever, just because we had to keep postponing everything over and over again. Yeah, you know, so, yeah. That's also I think that I cannot. It's better to to, to cancel or postpone the show if you're not hundred percent sure. And I saw a lot of convention wait till a month or something before the show and then cancel it or. And then I was like, come on, man, you already know that you're in the middle of this whole COVID stuff. Why why you not cancel this this thing, you know? So that's why. Yeah, well, there are, there are many reasons for this. I think at least initially mm-hmm. a lot of, uh, if, if you don't have like a good cancellation insurance, I think for your location, I think a lot of people ah, get yeah, stuck yeah. Uh, with those kind of problems. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah so, uh, but I think we passed that phase as well. Um, mm-hmm. So whatever's gonna happen next year, it's, it's you know you know the situation yeah, as an organizer, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. That's why the only yeah. thing I'm gonna do is prepare myself for November because the May one I think I'm gonna skip almost certain, and then I can slowly start to prepare everything for November. All the things what I'm gonna do then are gonna be 100% sure. Focus 100% because on the on the November show. I think it's better, man. Some more safe yeah. for everybody, also for the visitors and for the artists to have a full booked agenda, you know, because now if they if they have an agenda booked on May, they have to postpone it again. So I don't know. It can be good in May, but if they're going to vaccine in, in January, I think before a, whole, a lot of people like 80 percent are, are vaccinated, it's going to be like May, June, man. So. I think 80% is also like very optimistic because as far as I can see, I don't really know anyone who would like to get a vaccine straight away. Uh, I don't know about mm. you. You know, it's uh, if I you ask know. around, hey, would you get a vaccine, you know, right now? Meh. I don't know. It depends if you got the sugar disease or the asthma or whatever, what was caused uh, this COVID to attack the body. Yeah, <laughs> not that I'm, <laughs> not that I'm sick <laughs> I have the same problem today. I have a little bit of a cough, you know, like just yeah. today. You know, yeah, I didn't have any cough like for I don't know a year, and just Maybe today I start the getting... spicy noodles. <laughs> yeah, I wish I eat every day, but I mean, <laughs> and I really, really spicy, yeah, man. <laughs> it's good, man. I like the spicy food. Wow. It's Me good, too. Man. That's why I'm here. 
Hey Kim. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, anything else you want to say, like for uh, for the people coming to your show next year? I don't know. I really hope Whatever that uh, everybody's coming. Visitors, so. Yeah. Well, artists. Yeah, I'm gonna contact you anyway. So if you see this and I didn't contact you yet, check your inbox <laughs> because I'm gonna <laughs> write. You, I'm gonna write you for sure. I'm gonna. That's also because I postponed my show. I've got a huge list from artists that I really, really would like to have on the show. So I'm waiting till my website is online. I'm just fine tuning some stuff for- Yeah, tell the me the artists. cool feature you have on uh, on your website right now, because I think as far as I know, you're the only ah, one doing it. For the artists, yeah, they can upload yes. their own pictures and they can manage their own profile. They can tick a box that they're fully booked or not or and stuff like that. Uh, so it's a very so. interactive uh, website. Yeah, it's nice. It's going to be a good one this year. And uh, so, yeah, I've got like a huge list from artists that I really want to have. Uh, but first I have to put the artists on the show that are already booked. Because I had a lot of artists that booked the show for this year. And they are uh, By the way, how many artists do you, do you plan to have next year? Uh, I don't know, I think 400 plus because I lose one area. So, so last, how many you had last year? I think 600 plus, 640, something like this. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's four areas, it's full. I can put more, but that's not, I don't want to do this, you know? So I took like- No, so you were, seven. you were, you had 640 artists and you could put even more in. Yeah, but I'm not going to do this. I know conventions put a lot of artists more and it's only rows of artists, but I want to have like a venue and then a place for lounging, food, cars, you know, like a breathing area between the artists. Yeah, 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 I think it's a good setup for a show, you know, to to put artists, but not to overcrowd it, you know? I know. You know I, think, I think only rows, you know, the endless rows without any kind of interruption, it gets, yeah. I wouldn't say boring because it's never boring, but yeah. but it's hard to follow, you know? Yeah. Like uh, the yes. problem is like, if you have a very long row, you see some very good artists, then then you wouldn't know where it is anymore. Yeah. If you yeah, don't have yeah. some other something that you can yeah. orientate in. Yeah, but it's also not nice for the artist, you know. The artist also wants to have some view from his booth to a nice car or to get sure. a coffee close, you know, or to, I don't know. It doesn't have to work a kilometer to get just uh, some food yeah, or something. Like or that. also the person who uh, who's getting the tattoo, maybe his wife uh, wants to stay around so she can sit close instead of, I don't know, one kilometer further without uh, facing her husband or, or other way around, you know. Yeah. I think that's also a good point in the organizer show, you know, to make like the, the balance between relaxing areas and, and catering and I don't know, like a resting position between the artists, you know. Well, I'm a very big fan of very good food at conventions, which is sometimes <laughs> hard to find, you know, especially yeah. sometimes in Northern Europe, you know. It's, uh... <laughs> I've got a good Vietnamese now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Vietnam is catering, man, we'll kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Okay, Kim. Uh, yeah, is it, uh, I think this this is it. Or uh, well, actually, oh, you know, like I would have, I, I would have. I've got a couple questions. Oh, yes. okay. uh, actually, uh, not to uh, take the focus off of uh, uh, Brussels, but Alex, weren't you just at a tattoo convention? Didn't they just have one in Vietnam? Yes. There's going to be. Talk, uh, about, uh, talk about what it was like to go to a tattoo convention after all this time. Yeah, so there is one in uh, there is two commercial in Saigon, both in Saigon. One is on a 12-13, which is called the Saigon Tattoo Expo, 
And then there is another one two weeks later, 26 and 27, which is called the Vietnam Tattoo Expo. Um, and yeah, I mean, there is two commercials in two weeks in, a, in the same city, in the same country. Uh, but the first yeah. one, the Saigon Tattoo Expo, it's, uh, it used, it, the first edition was a real tattoo convention. This time it's going to be uh, only basically like a big contest. Uh, so there's still going to be about 100 artists, but it's, it's just a giant contest. Um, I mean, the situation, it is what it is. They couldn't get any foreign artists. Uh, the other one instead is going gonna, is gonna to be a real tattoo convention with, uh, with, um, with live tattooing. But, you know, 100% uh, local artists, some foreign artists, I think, that, that are still working in Vietnam. But most of them, they're going to be like local artists. And I think that's the way that some conventions can possibly do it. At least here in Asia, where uh, you know the COVID is pretty much under control in many countries, you know they they'll be able to do some local conventions with local artists. Last week they did in China uh, a convention, actually a pretty big one, um, mm. which was the one from Lanfang Tattoo Convention, the same organizer. Uh, it did last year like a massive convention, also like with 500 artists and stuff like that. And uh, they did a convention last weekend. Um, I only heard about that once it was done. You know, they, they probably only promoted only internally, locally. And I think that pretty much uh, the first six, you know, the first half of the next year is probably going to be like that, probably almost everywhere. I mean, can you guys, I mean, Gabe, you know, like you know better than me what's going on in the US, but. Yeah, I'm uh, not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't, and uh, it doesn't seem like there's anything happening. I mean, it, it feels like maybe there might be one or two people that are doing something somewhere, but uh, it definitely yeah. is. You know, we got to. Yeah, but I mean, also, you still have bit. the borders closed. Uh, you can't go anywhere. I mean, you yeah, can't yeah, really yeah, get yeah. into the US. Um, and if you're dealing with a lot of international people or a lot of travelers, you know, I mean, we love wherever we're going with our shows we love like one of our goals is to bring in people from all around the world and all around the region you know to these unique yes. cool places and you know just the the thought of trying to coordinate all these people flying around you know november you know you're in a it's a good i mean I, I was thinking the other day that you're in a sweet spot because you're in november and then i was like wait a minute we're in november now so like it's amazing telling or you know thinking that a, a convention's in a sweet spot by being in november as you're actually eating shit right now yeah, um, but but uh, I, I also did want to say though uh, it is a great show. I had a, a an awesome time when I was there a couple of years ago, and uh, we're losing you, Gabe. Obviously, for everybody that remembers Conrad, you know it was uh, from uh, uh, the Cheyenne. Uh, was it? <laughs> I, uh, I think Gabe, we, I, we lost uh, pretty much what you, know, you say. Yeah. I think all the nice things you told me about my show is lost. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, what I was saying is it was a, an amazing time, and uh, I, I spent a, a good chunk of it with Conrad. You yeah. know, and I'd, uh, I'd uh, you know known him throughout the years, throughout all the different places. But that happened to be the time where you know we did real good dinners and real good drinking. I, it, was, uh, it was a really awesome time. So. Um, yeah, I just want to obviously put out there, you know, uh, great show, great people, and uh, you know, uh, you know, mm -hmm. also a moment of silence for Conrad because he was such a great, positive, uh, creative force in the in that kind of scene. Yeah, yeah, man. for sure. Yeah. Or a drink for uh, a drink for Conrad, I suppose, would be more appropriate. Yeah, man. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> I unfortunately have mm -hmm. tea here, like for my trailer today. Conrad, are you mate? Yeah, I'll have a little safety meeting. I 
but anyway, <laughs> so carry so carry on. It was uh, yeah. you know, it was it was great to listen to. Uh, and, uh, I'll bow out now again and uh, let you guys wrap up. Yeah. Okay. Yes. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I just had one one last question for Kim. It's uh, mm. again, this is a personal curiosity. You know, like after ten years of doing your shows. Do you have any, well, what's your, what's your most memorable moment or memory? Like that you, you know, like some crazy stuff that you had in, in this 10 years, you know? Uh, uh, well, the, <laughs> the, the most memorable thing that I had. The is, most memorable, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a bad thing. It's, it's uh, a bad thing. Yeah, that's, I remember that we had the catering area. I think it was the second show we did something in 2010. That uh, we had the catering show. And just next to the catering show, we were sterilizing all the machines. <laughs> so it was like food preparation and and yeah, and I, I remember uh, uh, what uh, the Brighton the Brighton show. What what's his name again? Yeah, the Brighton uh, to the convention. Yeah, he was on my show and he said, "Kim, what the fuck, man." You're cleaning tattoos machine next to the bami and the noodles. <laughs> you can't do that shit, man. You can't do that shit. And then I was like, fuck, man, fuck. Yes, you're right. You're We're right. Not I'm so this was the most memorable thing. And from that show on, I said, wow, man, fuck. We need like a... I got to pay seven. attention to details, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This was for me really because he's a really nice guy, you know. And I said like, fuck, man, you can't do this shit, man. It's super important to clean this machine. Not next to the food and the sauces, man. So this is the most memorable thing I did. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, well, yeah. And but also the other thing that when we did the first show, uh, my brother-in-law he 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 came to the bar and I was behind the bar fixing something with a Coca-Cola tap and he said, "Kim, Kim, Kim, uh, did you check outside?" And then I said, "No, no, no. Why, why?" He said, "Man, there's a fucking line like." like miles and then i was like oh really really and i started to cry cry we got it, it just, <laughs> yeah it was crazy man i was just in with myself with him behind the coca-cola i was crying because all the effort and all the energy and the stress came out man i was like fuck it's a success man yeah man you did it you did and i was like fuck and i was so happy you know this was also for yeah. me really important because I'm not an event organizer, you know, I, I'm into artistic kind of stuff and I never did a show, I never presented a live band, I never even placed a boot into a convention area, I was like, I never put out a carpet. Wow, so that's incredible. Like, yeah, you know. But well, I remember me. being at that line the first time I came, I was impressed too, so well, you know, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta wait quite a lot to get in, yeah. you know, like that, yeah. that would be normal, like in London and stuff like that, but mm. I was like, well, you know, that's a good start, yeah. you know, yeah. and now yeah, I'm probably the line only got longer. Yeah, but it takes less time to get in because we got more professional now, but then ah, in the back day we had like three girls, one I took from the library, the other one I took from the school, like, can you, can you please work in the entrance to, to scan the tickets? And I'm like, wait, how's this scanner working? It's like, King, King, it's not working, you know? <laughs> but now everything is going smooth and everything is going more professional and I'm fine tuning everything like on the details, you know, like last year I introduced the the bag that artists can drop into their plastic cup when they finish the dirty water from the ink. They put okay. this in the water and then with it, five seconds, it's like a big rock of plastic and they can throw it in the trash, you know? 
so for them, they don't have to co collect the water or go somewhere. So this is all kind of small things I'm fine tuning for the artists, you know? Those are the small that, improvements. Uh... I'm learning every day and I think every convention organizer is saying the same, you know? It's sure, impossible you have to, to have a I, show. You have to keep yeah. learning. Uh, by the way, and if you if you would give a, I know that you know that would not be good business practice. But if you could give a suggestion to uh, other convention organizers, what would you say to make a successful oh. event? Beginning or what? I just think. Well, beginning, <laughs> beginning. You know, the, you know, like in the next couple of years, there's going to be a lot of new people starting new events because a lot yeah. of them that will be gone. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if then you would be, you would see. Uh, a surge in events like we had in the last 10 years, yeah. you know? I think, so, uh, I think the biggest thing I can tell you is like, you gotta do it with love, you know? Don't do it for the money or don't do it for the fast thing. You really gotta do it with love. And I think that's awesome. also, yeah, that's a big part in my, I don't know, success or my 10 year experience. If you do this with love and you do this with, you know, big motivation, then it's going to be a success. And that's why this may be the past artistic thing I had. It pulled me in the corner of the tattoo scene because it's a lot of artistic people and I love my work and I love the preparations. And this I is love that one. what yeah, makes a big success. That's your success uh, secret. Secret. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Kim, thanks a lot for being uh, with us tonight. And uh, I hope too. to see you next year in November. You show oh. then. Hey, I'm coming to Vietnam in the summer. Oh, I, I do need to oh, yeah. uh, jump in one last time here real quick. Oh, sorry. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Derb says that he's uh, definitely down with talking about going over to Brussels. So, uh, yeah, get, get, that, get, in touch, get in touch with him. I will him. write you, Derb. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> For sure. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. There you go. Here you have it. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, guys. Thanks so, a lot. So, we stay in touch. Talk to, talk to each other soon, man. Yes. Okay, uh, for sure. And let me know when you come here. But anyhow, we'll, we'll keep in touch in the coming days, man. <laughs> okay. See you later, man. Thanks a lot for, uh, for tonight, man, for talking to us. Thanks, so, Gabe. You too. <laughs> absolutely. Cheers. Actually, uh, why don't we just also wrap up with uh, both of you letting us know just really clearly the contact info of how to, to get in touch with each of your projects. <laughs> The website address, the Instagram, the Facebook. Well, just follow Brussels Tattoo oh, Convention. Just to say, uh, list out your uh, contact info, the websites, the Instagrams, how people can get in touch with you. Oh, yes. Okay. Well, you go first, okay. Kim. Well, oh. it's just the Brussels Tattoo Convention on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you put info at brussels2convention.de, then you uh, get uh, in my mailbox. So I will answer you for sure. Alex. You answer everyone. Okay. And uh, well, I'm Alex from Dutch, uh, Water to Events. Uh, if you Google Water to Events, you'll get uh, either on the website, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, if you Google Alex from Dutch, you still get me on all social media so <laughs> I, i'm easy to find <laughs> awesome Good. hey I'll... thanks again and we'll uh, we'll catch up in the future thanks okay, thank cool. you too guys have a nice day guys Gabe Gabe. you too Ciao. good night bye-bye bye-bye